Good morning, hour number two. Hello to all of our friends in the upper Midwest that are barreling down and better than than us. They're hunkering down, you hairy dogs. That's exactly what I thought of. Uh, Because rest in peace, Larry Munson. The upper Midwest Mm -hmm. is bracing for nearly two feet of snow. Oh, oh. Friends up in Minneapolis have uh, been following Matt Surwey, the former KTV yeah. meteorologist in the morning, who always brought a smile to your face. Uh, he has been warning of like this major, major snowstorm that's going to come through the state of Minnesota and the Twin Cities for like a few days. Yeah. And it's uh, going to be real. St. Cloud, which plays at Omaha this weekend, they've already left. Mm-hmm. They don't want to get stuck in Minnesota, so that they're either they're already in Omaha or they will be in Omaha shortly. So that they can play that series this weekend between St. Cloud State and Omaha, and we're getting a good one. And so we're getting like a little bit of it, like some sleet, some maybe some snow. We're supposed to get some ice, but weirdness. It, yeah. So the next couple of days, the wind chill around here, and everybody, please feel sorry for us. <laughs> Fifteen to thirty below. Oh no! And then it's supposed to be like fifty on the yeah. weekend. Hey, I'll take that though. My, my nature, we gotta have some speaks. It's like straight up Denver, like Denver. I I remember we were talking about this during one of the breaks here today. We had like a, a huge snowstorm. We were making our way through like North Platte, and they just got hairy. Rolling to Denver, it's bad. We're like this. This is gonna suck this week. And the next day it was like seventy. I'm not, and I'm not even like kidding. It was like it was up to like sixty to seventy degrees where we were walking outside with like t-shirts on. So yeah. Just uh, just get through it. Now, I, I'm, I'm yet to make any type of expectations when it comes to what last week entailed. You know, when we got that Zerinsky Lake effect snow. <laughs> so, I'm, I, you know, I know they're, they're saying just, you know, some freezing rain and maybe a little bit of ice. That might be the, the tough thing to deal with here in these parts. But we'll wait. We'll wait till we see this whole thing over with before right. I... Feel one way or the other. All right, that's Nick Jimmy here as well. I'm Gary Bronson Royal coming up at uh, 8:30. Thank you for a high-level, entertaining basketball game with twists and turns last night at the Chai because these are kind of the dead days of sports. You guys know I don't like the month of February when it comes to sports after you get past the Super Bowl. We're almost done. I know you had no NBA, but we had. I mean, college basketball was really good last night. Mm-hmm. I mean, that game last that game last night downtown. Depending on what side you were on, well, even if you were on Creighton's side. That was a NCAA yeah. second round game. I don't um, know if you had a chance to see or, the Baylor one. Well, what happened? Well, hear what happened? So Baylor again, game? Baylor had one good half, yep, one bad exactly. half, and K State beat them. Six threes in the first uh, half, and uh, then what? Where they at? Iowa State had another off night. Mm-hmm. They're struggling a bit. They got beat at Texas. They've lost four of their last five. Uh, we'll search all day for Art Kaluma. Good kid. Good kid, but in a game like that where Marquette had dudes when they had to be dudes, like Nemhart wasn't great in the second half. They needed Nemhart to be better. They also needed that offense to find a way to get back to getting the ball inside and get into the rim where they were able to get to when they bursted out to a 32-20 lead in that game. But on the other end of the floor, again, I wanted more Reef last night. I know trying to figure out how to stop Marquette when it started to go downhill – to go from man to zone, I thought. I thought Reef the last two games he has played exceptionally well, and he has played him his way into mm-hmm. uh, more minutes. So we'll need to discuss the uh, points of the Creighton Marquette game last night as we uh, roll till ten. I have a question for you. So yesterday the, the USFL draft happened, mm-hmm. 
I don't know how many people watched the XFL this weekend. Actually, I watched a little bit of it. It wasn't bad, but I don't have a thirst for second-tier football. Yeah, I just don't because I love the football that is the best sport and we get the best players. I'll watch to fill, but I'm thinking the XFL starting this past weekend. Is there really an appetite in this country for when the USFL starts and the XFL is in Week 10? That's a lot of second-tier football. It is. I don't know that we have an appetite. We say this is a only good for gambling. Football, it it is. Yeah, and and also in trying new things, Mm -hmm. technology, players mic'd up, all that stuff. I loved the time, the little bit I watched the XFL this weekend. You had the coordinators mic'd up so you could hear the play call and all that stuff. I love that stuff. Yeah, but I'm not going to spend a ton of time, uh, you know, hanging around watching it. And I just don't know when the USFL starts. Are, are we really? We're a football-loving country, but are we going to watch that much football? But maybe we're going to watch Adrian Martinez mm-hmm. play with the New Jersey Generals and Mike Riley. He was drafted yesterday. You know the Kansas State quarterback, Adrian Martinez. Yeah. Well, that's the you know would have been funny if they actually had a graphic of him in Nebraska. They had the K State one instead. Makes sense. No, oh, I, I think. Around here, we all think of him as a Nebraska sure. quarterback. Yeah. Nationally, people have to still think of him as a Nebraska quarterback. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. But he was shown in his, you know, his Kansas State gear. And I'm sure on a roster, it'll say, you know, college, it'll say Kansas State. Yeah. My, my bigger question is, is Mike Riley. So Mike Riley, last year, and yes, I did watch a lot more USFL last year. The New Jersey Generals weren't bad. So they went 9-1. and one. And Mike Riley was never involved with Adrian Martinez, but he fits a need. They need a quarterback. Now I'm really getting in the weeds of what I know about the New Jersey Generals. <laughs> you really are. Uh, offense. But I'm looking at Mike Riley. Does anybody believe that Mike Riley can't give up football? So Mike Riley. Parcells did say it was a drug. Mike Riley is 69 years old. Yeah. Nice I don't recall, because even after he got fired at Nebraska, he was a consultant, mm-hmm. and he was around the Oregon State program yep. in 2018. Mm-hmm. And then he went to the F to be the head coach of the San Antonio um, Commanders. Mm-hmm. Which, by the way, San Antonio drew really well this past They're going to host the championship hey, game. Hey, you, you love... Our future you, president, The Rock, was there. I mean, I know that you've tried to get the Saints, the Cowboys, the Raiders there in San Antonio. You love yourself some second-tier football at the Alamo, don't you? Because the other, uh, by, the other live, attendances did not look very good. Long live the San Antonio Raiders, also coached by Mike Riley and quarterback by Jason Garrett. So Mike Riley loves himself some minor league football. He had hair back then. He also you know, was in the NFL. He yeah. had coach of the Chargers. Chargers yeah. But so he went from San Antonio, and that league folded. Then he went to Seattle. Mm. He was not the head coach, but he was the OC and the quarterback coach. League folded. And then he did take a year off. I don't know what he did in 2021. But he took a year off, and now he is now going into his second year as the head coach of the New Jersey Generals. Can Mike Riley not live with the idea that he is not around football? Because I'm thinking about this, and you guys might think I'm crazy, and I am just going off the reservation here on this idea. But I think he got interested in the Nebraska job and pursued the Nebraska job 
because he thought he was going to get fired at Oregon State and didn't want to be out of football. I I think he is a football lifer that cannot give up football. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. But you're 69 years old. I mean, well, what's D doing? We got to take care of D. Yeah. But but Mike Riley can't <laughs> quit football. It was I mean, it was running stale at Oregon State. And I remember only until he got hired did you start to kind of hear from the Corvallis faithful of, yeah, they were pretty happy to usher that era out. And I guess, honestly, I didn't realize or understand how much that was frustrating to Oregon State until we were kind of a month or so into it with Mike Riley, Nebraska, that that had run stale. So I'm assuming you've been there so long. And, and Mike Riley, I feel like he's pretty in tuned to his surroundings. There's There's an argument to be made. Because I think Mike Riley has also been around the game so long, he sort of knows the ebbs and flows and probably knows the things to look for. And if that was the case, if he was sort of making it as a preemptive strike to avoid being fired, God dang, Sean Eichhorst. What the heck? Well, I mean, why? It, that that was not... when you When you talked about not wanting to reduce yourself to the likes of Iowa... And that's what you land on. Look, we've talked about this so many times. I mean, everybody's talked about it for so many times. But your theory, if there's any truth to that, and there could be, because you did hear how it ran stale, that makes it that hire even more frustrating. In the last 48 years, Mike Riley has only been out of organized football for one year, and that was 2021. But he doesn't have that personality where he seems obsessed with it. You know, you, you get those guys that are just, they're burying their face in football. Maybe he is, maybe it is a thing where he's found that sort of balance where it doesn't bring, it doesn't bring the, the same type of stress that it does on other coaches based on just his overall personality. Because he never seems like a guy who is like completely stressed. Like, look, on the sideline, there's times that he looks a little overwhelmed. Okay, we've all seen that. But as far as at the end of the game, he never looks like he's just wearing it. Like when you would see like Scott Frost after games or you'd see Bo after games, you know, they look like they were wearing the the ups and downs of that game. Mike Riley never looked like that. I mean, Mike Riley, well, I mean, he could have retired, been a PE teacher. He's got his master's in physical <laughs> education. Tell, tell me yeah. there wouldn't be a better PE teacher. Yeah, I, he just, he, he, it seems like he just loves leading a team. Uh, well... His greatest accomplishment at Nebraska might be the fact that you would engage in conversation, who is a better coach, Mike Riley or Scott Frost? That might be his best accomplishment, yep. is that that would be a, like, wouldn't be just a like a 10-second uh, conversation. Yeah, but it's not a definitive his, yes or no. His quarterback. So Adrian had a really good hula bowl. I remember one of the commentators, they called him Dak Prescott. And mm. I've thought about, okay, you know, Dak Prescott, mm. Adrian Martinez, some of the things that Dak Prescott doesn't do so well, Adrian yeah. doesn't do so well. Yeah. Yeah. But I whether, don't know if it's completely whether Adrian ever plays in the USFL, because I'm sure that he would like to take a crack at the NFL. And we all thought that he would be the next guy from Nebraska to play in the NFL. It strictly comes down to can Adrian Martinez stay healthy? I'd like to see him get an opportunity, mm-hmm. but I don't know that Adrian Martinez can stay healthy for a full football right. season. He couldn't his last year in high school. We saw what happened at Nebraska. Just 
might be one of those things. I hope he gets the opportunity. I'd like to see him ball out in the USFL. That'd be mm-hmm. kind of fun. Yeah. If he's playing quarterback, I'm probably going to watch yeah. more New Jersey general games than I ever had. I think more people are too, especially here. But it was kind of unique that it was a Mike Riley-led team that drafted mm-hmm. Adrian Martinez, and maybe someday he plays in the NFL. We could play the game of when will be the next Nebraska quarterback to start a game in the NFL. There's a contest. Is that guy going to be a senior in high school? Mm-hmm. And hasn't even arrived in Lincoln. I mean, that's where you'd probably. I mean, had Casey have Thompson, somebody. Jeff Sims, don't strike you as NFL I, quarterback? Casey, obviously, no. Jeff Sims, not being talked about it that way. Is Jeff Sims going to have a completion percentage of 65% or better this year? If not, then what are we talking about? I want to mm-hmm. say, yeah. No. I want to say, I hope so. By the way, that's more like, than anything. That's like a, a Marcus Satterfield thing. If Marcus Satterfield can get Jeff Sims to like a 65% yeah. completion percentage, hello. You, you got a stud. You, the, well, you might have you you might have like a a solid quarterback coach. We we've never had this conversation since we we've been this together. It's gonna get deep. This is gonna get personal. Well, I want to ask you about it. Get my cockles. I, I, yes. I wanna I wanna ask about Adrian because for the longest time I was probably the biggest Adrian apologist. And you brought up something that I always used as an excuse, maybe. Now, looking back, it probably was an excuse. It's not something that Adrian wanted to experience, but sometimes it just happens, and that's the injury thing. Adrian playing a full season, healthy, and then being able to stay healthy in the offseason, sort of piggybacking from one to the other. To me, he is one of the quarterbacks that I can remember, I mean, in maybe two decades that I feel it's just such a it's such an untold story of what he could have been. And I loved his athleticism, the person that he showed he was. I mean, there, there was a lot of intangibles that you liked, and it was easy to root for the kid. The completion percentage, look, a lot of that didn't have much to do with the injuries. But then there's always I, – I could, and I used to do this. It was a, not until the Northwestern game when he got benched in the COVID year that I said, kind of like what I did with Jay Keller when he was a bear. I'm like, all right, I'm done. You know, I'm just I've I've rooted and waited and waited and waited for it to kind of all click and come together, and it's just not happening. I don't know why, but now I'm done. But f- up until then, I would make excuse after excuse after excuse, and now kind of stepping away from it, seeing him at Kansas State and the year that he was starting to have before he got injured in that TCU game. Mm-hmm. I still wonder how people think of what he could have been, or if you're just convinced he wa- he was what he was. He was always going to be sort of an enigma. You're going to get some highs. You're going to get some lows. Take the Rutgers game and the, the Champions Week uh, postseason game of the COVID year and kind of sums up Adrian. You know, real bad first half, real good second half, turn the ball over, but then could also go out and win you games. Mm-hmm. But you just could not stand that roller coaster because he might dig you in too deep of a hole that you couldn't get out. But I always, always, like to me, the Adrian Martinez at Nebraska, at the time I wasn't saying this when he went his, you know, Nebraska and him went their separate ways. But now I still look at that as such an inconclusive, like, experiment, experience with Adrian. One, the healthy part, so you never got to see the full effect. I mean, maybe the healthiest he ever was was the opening game against Colorado, and there were a lot of moments of, here we go, 
Yeah. What? Where do you put the O line thing though? Because I know uh, I that, that was a, something I was talking about. A lot of that. I think there's also the atmosphere around him. Mm-hmm. Listen, his ex, his experience at Kansas State was perfect for him. The kid smiled. He had fun. He won. Fortunately, he couldn't stay healthy. Right. But maybe he still has the opportunity to play professional football and and get paid at some point. It, it always is going to be the what if, and he's always going to be attached to Scott, just like. Taylor Martinez is always going to be attached to Bo. Yeah. And there will be a fascination. I don't care if Matt Rule walks in this year and they win nine games and and in the last year of the divisions, we're going to Indianapolis. There will there's always there's going to be, because it's kind of subsided a little bit with Bo and Taylor. I think the shelf life of the fascination of what Scott Frost is doing and Adrian Martinez is doing will last a long time, regardless if Matt Rule gets things popping quick, and he has a quarterback of mm-hmm. his own. I, I, I don't want to play the what-if game. I just, I'm glad that he got to finish like that, yeah. and I hope he gets an opportunity uh, to play professional football. But he definitely has my interest. Again, I'm, if he decides the USFL is the place for him, I'm, I'm going to watch, and there's going to be a lot of people that are around here that are going to watch, and they're, they're going to root for him. Do you feel like, though, five years – what you saw even in that you know, partial season of starting at Kansas State, do you feel like you, you can make peace that you know exactly what he is? Yeah. Because I, I, I don't know if I'm there. I don't know if I'm, I, I'm where he is. I don't think that he was ever going to be what he was labeled when he came in as this absolute game changer. I think he needed some help along the way, and especially as a – with a quarterback coach, and he was handicapped. Yeah. And he also needed more stability from an offensive coordinator standpoint that worked with his skill set. He found that in his last year at Kansas State. Yeah. And Colin Klein, really good offensive mm-hmm. coordinator. He found the right home for him. Yeah. It's just unfortunate it didn't happen at Nebraska and everything that swirled around, but no, we, we just we only, we got a little glimpse, and that was yeah. the first game he ever played against Colorado, and it was few and far between mm-hmm. here and there. Um, I'm, you know, you don't want to spend looking back. Uh, I'm just happy that he had a, a a time at Kansas State, and you know what, Nebraska's moved on. We won't be able to move on from Abraham Martinez, and it's not a negative. It's you know what, hope the guy does well. Yeah, because he, you know, I mean, it it wasn't. Him, it was more of him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. All right. Yeah. I hope I described that well. You saw me on TV. You <laughs> yeah, saw yeah. with my hand. <laughs> All right. 724, Bronson Royal, Scott Shanley. Uh, the franchise tag is open in the NFL. David Carr, uh, Derek Carr is going to wait on David Carr will as well, who's become a spokesman for his yes, brother. Yes, yes. Derek Carr is going to wait to see what the Jets do with Aaron Rodgers. And if Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to play in New York or they can't do a trade, then Derek Carr gets the job. That's a weird feeling. That is a weird, nah, we'll settle for weird uh, feeling. So we'll get Scott's thoughts on uh He came out of, of a stuff. cave, right? Uh, I don't believe that's been confirmed. I, I haven't mean, heard I haven't heard Aaron Rodgers come well, out. Well, it'll be yet. the same thing. You get six well, you more weeks know. of winter. You won't know because McAfee's off this week. Oh. So when McAfee is back <laughs> then and he jumps true. on Tuesday, then you will know he has yeah, come out true. of his darkness. He saw his shadow. I would have been <laughs> the classic move to trade him while he was in... The box. I think it's a great idea. 
I'm, t- I'm telling you, Brian Gutenkus had thought it. He had at least thought about it. Probably floated the idea. Like, no, we can't do that. Come on, guys. Maybe Aaron Rodgers is like Puxatani Phil. When he comes out of the yeah. box, if he sees his shadow, he's going to the Jets. If he doesn't, then he <laughs> stays staying. in Green Bay. Yeah. All right, 25 past the hour. It's mornings with Sharp and Hanley on 1620 The Zone.